0: Hey y'all, here is a quick ad before we jump into the episode. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but it does not have to be. With Zencaster, you have a whole tool that can make remote podcasting that much easier. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio quality audio and video without needing all the tech-savvy know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so you can have the high quality raw materials that you want to work with. This works really great when my guest is talking and Preston just won't stop barking. I'm able to just cut out his barks and keep all of my guest audio. To access Zencaster and all its tools with a 30% off coupon, go to zen.ai forward slash coffee combos that's zen.ai forward slash c-o-f-f-e-e c-o-n-v-o-s and type in the promo code coffee combos that's c-o-f-f-e-e c-o-n-v-o-s for 30% off for 3 months Okay, now let's jump right back into the episode. Welcome back, Cock and Combo listeners. It is Liz, your host, and this is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and other great conversationalists, and we talk about the intersection of politics, wellness, and activism, and and why it's important, and I am so excited to have Sam here, and Sam is a self-care entrepreneur. She is all about encouraging others to um, celebrate um, self-care and taking space out for themselves. And so welcome, Sam. How are you?
1: Thank you so much, Liz. I am doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well. And so this is your first time on Coffee and Combos. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to welcome everyone by asking them, are you a coffee or tea person? Like what is your favorite cup?
1: Honestly, it depends on my mood. Because mm-hmm. I've been a diehard coffee person for a long time now, and really? I'm always going to love coffee. But I'm mm-hmm. um, after dating my anyway, my boyfriend, he got me cooked on tea. And so some of my favorite teas like chamomile tea. I love peppermint tea as well, but I have to be in the right mood for it.
0: Mm, and, and I think it's that's so good like,
1: for your throat too.
0: It is, and like it's so kind of like um, brand right. So like when you think of chamomile and peppermint, it's really like nourishing and relaxing. And so when we think about what we're going to talk about today, which is self-care, I think it really goes hand in hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and for those listening, don't turn just because we think you're talking we're talking about self-care and you're like, "Uh, oh, it's all bubble baths and and you know, putting your feet up." Self-care is so much more than that and and so, Sam, why don't you start us off by telling us one about your brand, Self-Care is Love, and and it's about self-care. How did that get started? Absolutely,
1: Liz. I'd be happy to. So, funny enough, I started this Instagram profile for my own self-care needs. I actually went to counseling, um, and my counselor suggested for me to start looking into self-care and all its practices, and I just thought, like, well, isn't it just, you know, doing stuff for yourself, like you just said, Mm -hmm. like bubble baths, or treating yourself, or, reading or relaxing, you know, those types of things. I'm like, I do those all the time. And she said, no, it's a lot more than that. And so I started researching self-care and I realized how in depth and how complex it is Mm. and also how important it is to your mental health. So I started my Instagram just as a positive space for myself. I just wanted to follow positive positive profiles that promote self care mental health you know counselors therapists um people that that create these beautiful graphics and beautiful quotes that you see on Instagram i i just wanted to follow those types of profiles of my self care profile and then it just kind of snowballed into oh this is needed. This is something Mm -hmm. that I could turn into a business. This is also something that relates to my passion, which is going to school to become a certified counselor. I wanted to do that myself. So I looked into life coaching and I thought, wow, this is, this is really relatable to counseling and it's Mm -hmm. something I can do right now for people. So why not? And that's what got me started. And now, you know, three months later I'm at um, this journey where I quit my job now and I'm working on my self-coaching business and it's just amazing
0: that is so exciting and it's really about the power of putting yourself first and putting your wellness first and so I'm really excited and so tell us more about your coaching business and how that's been going
1: Thank you, Liz. So, yeah, um, my coaching business is going really well. I actually um, have connected with a couple of really great profiles. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but I'm working with another Instagram influencer, and she is a self-care advocate as well, and I'm working on writing a module for her. Ooh. And our focus is group ther- – it's it's not therapy, but group um, support – for people that have been in toxic or abusive relationships like I have in the past because mm-hmm. we're both survivors so we know how it feels and we know how hard it is after being in in such a negative space and how hard it can be to get back to yourself and getting back to taking care of yourself and knowing that you're worth it it's hard to do that you know after you've been in such an abusive uh, situation in a long t- for a long time so um, I'm working on that with uh, another life coach, and I'm also still taking clients, but it's just been really slow with clients, but I'm st- I'm also working on this, so I'm really excited to see what, what comes about this.
0: That is really exciting, and I'm so happy for you that you have that opportunity, and that kind of is, is a segue into, I really wanted to talk about, um, so, uh, so listeners, a little background at the time of kind of trying to put this together, there was just a lot we'll say politically going on with, um, recent school shootings and, you know, women's rights Mm -hmm. being freshly removed. And I was thinking about like, how, how do you practice self-care in a time where so much is going on? And so kind of also thinking about how you said being a survivor, like with so much darkness, how do you make yourself a priority?
1: Yeah, this is a really good question, Liz. Thank you for asking this. Um, Mm -hmm. So what I tend to do is when I start to get on my, you know, quote soapbox on stuff, you know, about certain political things or certain things that are are going on that are that that just seems so overwhelming, because we doesn't seem like we can do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. What I try to do is I try to make a list of things of what I can do. Mm -hmm. What I can do is I can vote. I can I I cannot I don't have to be silent. I can still continue to talk about this with people. And as long as we keep talking about it, as long as we keep using our voice, no matter how many people are listening, it's still making a difference. It's still making movement and I feel like little things can add up to really big things if we mm-hmm. keep at it, you know And so I really think that it's important for us right now to keep talking but not to the point where it exhausts us. you know mm. I, I don't want I don't want to ever wear myself out by talking about a subject because subjects are heavy and subjects can be draining, you know but I still want to put myself first because you know you have to be, a healthy, happy person. Otherwise you're left with nothing. You can't give mm-hmm. from an empty cup. You can't give with, b- without filling yourself up first. You know, we can't just give everything away without giving ourselves that love and that, you know, care, you know, if you, if you don't, you're not going to be able to help anyone else or anything else.
0: Absolutely. I love how you said, um, don't talk until you're exhausted. And I, I think that's so often, right? Like, especially when you're passionate about something and other people are hurting and sometimes you can talk to yourself and to just, like you said, you're empty and you have no more fight left. And that's when I think you start to see some of those negative effects, like the irritability, the depression, You because you've just, you've poured out so much and gotten nothing back, but really recognizing when you've poured out too much. I I love that reminder. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little, yeah. Tell me a little bit about, um, what are some things that you do for self-care that, you know, you have found helpful?
1: Well, so it's funny that we meant that we're mentioning this today because, um, we're, we're doing this on the 25th of July, but I'm sure it'll come out later. But the 24th of July was actually international self-care day. Oh, and I had no idea there was an international self-care date. Honestly, right. uh, another follower of mine reached out and asked me if I wanted to do a live with her on the day. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I didn't know there was a day. And so um, I thought, well, why not? Why not do not just one live on that day? Why not do seven? And it was very oh, ambitious of me to do it. and but I, I was able to reach out to seven really great self-care advocates that I've connected with on Instagram and we all were like, yes, let's do that. This is amazing. This is, you know, and, and my followers are so amazing and they were able to support me in that. And I was able to find up seven wonderful profiles and do uh, some lives every day. And we were talking about the six phases of self-care, the mm. um, six types, I guess is what you call it. So self-care is defined as the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want people to think that self-care is selfish or self-care is narcissistic because it's, it's. We hear
0: that all the time. Yeah.
1: The actual opposite, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, putting yourself. The only person in your life is yourself. You know, no, I will say first thing is you need people in your life. You need to have connections and other people need to be important. Um, but at the same time, the most important person that you need to look out for is yourself always, you know? So we always have to remember that if we don't do that, then we won't be able to to take care of others. But, um, back to your question about what I do, uh, for myself. Um, so I try to do, to do, um, things daily that, that, uh, Nurtures my emotional self-care, my practical self-care, physical self-care, mental Mm self-care, social self-care, and spiritual self-care. Now, um, I feel like a lot of us already know what physical, mental, and emotional are. Um, Spiritual, social, and practical may be a little bit different for people. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of the things I love to do is I love to start off my day with affirmations. I have about... Twenty to thirty, depending on the day, I will play them. I have them on my phone, and I play them and I repeat them back. And words are so important, and the way we talk to ourselves is so important because Absolutely. it starts our day with like such a positive thing. That that moment is yours, no mm-hmm. matter what the day brings. Right? If you start your day off with something positive, even if your day is absolute chaos, you know, mm-hmm. you still have that moment that you started with, you know, um, with, uh, being a positive light to yourself and also connecting with yourself the first thing in the morning.
0: Yeah. And, and so the also- affirmations be, um, spiritual self-care. How would you help, you know, um, the listener define that?
1: Spiritual self-care?
0: Mm. Um, That's- affirmations. What does that fall under? Okay.
1: Oh transformations honestly it can fall under mental emotional or spiritual well Mm -hmm. more spiritual and emotional i would say because emotional self-care is anything that helps you connect process and reflect on a full range of emotions Mm -hmm. spiritual self-care is activities that nurture your spirit and allow you to think bigger than yourself and it allows you to connect with your higher self whether it's Whatever you believe in, your spirit, your soul, your higher self, whatever you believe in. I feel like most of us believe that we are bigger than our bodies and that Mm -hmm. we have a spirit or a soul that's bigger Mm -hmm. than this world that we need to connect with on a regular basis in order to get answers. That we need to, um, it, it, it gives us clarity, I feel like. Um, but yes, affirmations definitely allow me to connect with my higher self and it also allows me to process emotion. So while I'm doing my affirmations, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I wake up and sometimes I'll feel different, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't really know why. So affirmations help us process our feelings and our emotions mm. as well. And so I kind of I kind of combine affirmations with meditation in the morning. So I try to do both. Sometimes I'm not so good with meditation, to be honest with you, but I try to do meditation either in the morning or at night before I go to bed.
0: I, and I, I love that, like, just, you know, you mentioned sometimes you don't get to do it because I think sometimes people look at self-care like it's an all or nothing thing. Uh-huh. I either need to do it every day or I don't do it at all. But it exactly. can be five minutes. It could be something you do once a month, once a week, but you know, it doesn't have to have a set schedule, but I challenge you listeners to think about creating a self-care schedule and how that might impact your, your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys need help with that, you know, please contact me. I'll be more than happy to help you with that.
0: Absolutely. And so, um, before I ask you, I, I had another question, but I'll ask you this first. Tell me a little bit more about your coaching program is like setting up a self care schedule? Is that something that you you help your your clients with? What are some of the things that um you do with your coaching program
1: Yes uh, th- that's a great question Liz thank you so mm-hmm. um honestly, I try to do whatever my client needs like if they say you're my client and you come to me and you say Sam, I need to, I want to lose weight or Mm -hmm. Sam, I want to make more time for myself. Um, I want to make more time for myself and my family, or I want to train to run a marathon in six months, you know, whatever goal you have, what I do is I will look at your schedule, look at what your obligations are. And then together we set a goal for you Mm. and what, and then once you set that goal, I keep you accountable for it. You know, if you don't do the things that you, and, and the thing is, I let you run the shots. If you say, if I ask you, Hey, can you, if you want to run a marathon, can you run for 20 minutes, five days a week? And if you say yes, and I'm like, great, I'm going to expect you to, to to say yes. Next time we meet that, you did those things. And if you come back and say, no, I'm going to be like, well, you said you would do this. So, you know, I'm not mean about it, but I also expect my clients to follow through with what they're going to say because I let I let my clients ultimately come up with their own goals. And then I let them come up with what they're going to do to achieve those goals. Because I don't think that I'm going to, I'm the person that I'm, I don't tell you, you know, what to do. I, I think a lot of people have that misconception of what coaching is. Mm-hmm. My job is not to tell you what to do or to mentor you or to, you know, consult you. I am not above you. Mm. When I coach people, I am your equal. I am there to support you. I am also there to learn from you. I learn from my clients all the time. So um, I think that um, a lot of people get that misconception a lot because I, used to think that too about coaching before I became a life coach, yeah. before I studied it. But it's mainly about me asking the right questions to my clients, supporting what they want to do and making sure it's realistic for them. And if they don't do it, then I call them out on it. I say, you know, let's accountability partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I love that. And why do you think self-care is hard for folks? Like it, it seems like, you know, people like to laugh it off, like self-care is so easy, but so few people practice it. Like, why do you think that is?
1: You know what, Liz, this is a great question. I, I struggled with this too. I, you know, I, I grew up in an abusive home. I, my dad yelled at me a lot and my, and and I had a lot of emotional abuse growing up as a child. And I was, I didn't know this, that this was abuse until I got older and I started researching it. But really um, when when we grow up in that environment, we are stuck in a fight, flight or freeze mode constantly. Mm -hmm. We're never safe. We don't ever feel safe in our home. And so I was in that space for so long because of that situation that when I got older and I started dating and I started getting into relationships with, with my boyfriends, um, Mm -hmm. I chose partners that were like that. And so I chose to be in abusive situations, like not ever physical, but you know, emotional mm-hmm. and neglect and, um, yelling, uh, just like my dad. So it's, it was interesting. Um, now that I'm in a healthy, my first ever healthy relationship I've ever been in, it's because I went to therapy and I did this self work. I feel like people are scared to face their own demons. And it's mm. so, it, it, it's so understandable because it's scary. It's scary to face them. But once you face them and you give it a name and you recognize it and you can work through with your therapist on it and do the self-work, then you can start building up your self-worth again. And then once your self-worth is built up again, then you can start self-care. I feel like most people are trained in whatever way, I don't know, um, I sometimes it's not abuse, sometimes it's just the way they are. Like sometimes they're running from something that they don't want to face from their past. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that could be the reason, but mainly it's because I feel like people don't want to do the self work, that it's too hard or it's too much time or it's going to be too painful. And mm. I feel like mine was like that because I didn't want to face my own demons because all I wanted to do was fix other people. All I wanted to do was help other people before fixing me. And that's when I realized I can't fix anyone Period. I don't have control over anyone's emotions. All I have control is over mine. But when I was younger, I was told that I made my dad mad or don't make your dad mad. I was told that as a child growing up. So I thought I I literally thought I had control over other people's emotions. The Mm. other people's emotions were my fault. And that's not true. That's a lie. So, um, yeah, I do think that it's honestly something that people just run from and don't want to face because it's too painful or it's too hard. And that's totally understandable. And that's just something that everyone has to decide to do for themselves. And then once they decide that though, I, I just, I I love hearing stories about when people finally decide that they are worth more than that, that they're Mm -hmm. worth more than, than just running or from, you know, fixing, or to, or to be in a abusive relationship and being a an second abusive cycle and try to fix other people.
0: Absolutely. Cause you know, self-care, it, it it's, it's amazing how it helps your self-esteem. It helps your mm-hmm. emotional health. And, you know, will you share a little bit from what you found? Like, what are some of the benefits of like putting yourself first and practicing self-care?
1: Yeah. So, okay. So for one thing, um, when you have a bad day, when nothing goes right, say mm-hmm. you know the laundry um the, the the washing machine overflows, you burn dinner mm-hmm. you, you, you get a ticket from driving to you know, and it's all one day right, and then it mm-hmm. rains when you're when you're gonna go swimming, like all right. these things and and it's easy to just be like to just freak out over it right it's easy to just lose it
0: mm-hmm. but
1: when you're when you're centered and when you have more control over your emotions because you're taking care of yourself and because you're a happy person, being a happy person doesn't necessarily mean being happy all the time. That's not what it means. Being a happy person means waking up every day and choosing to be happy, choosing to put yourself first. Um, also, you're able to have more control of your emotions so you don't get triggered as often. So there's times mm. in the past where I feel like I acted – horribly towards people because they were being mean to me they were being mm-hmm. awful to me but you know what that does is it just gives them control over your emotions to be right. honest with you like I, I didn't want that I wanted to be more in control of my emotions and um, also another benefit is I wake up every day happy I, mm-hmm. I wake up every day not dreading what's gonna be in front of me I wake up thinking, "Wow, what's gonna happen today?" You know, I'm all—I'm yeah. very optimistic about the days that that happen. I'm not in denial. I still think that, you know, bad things happen all around us, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, like we said in the beginning, um, there's always going to be bad stuff happening that's bigger than us. But the point is, is we want to be able to live a happy and fulfilled life as possible. Yeah. And so, self care gives us that freedom it gives us our superpower back in a way just because um when you're taking care of yourself and you put and and you're putting yourself as your as your own best friend and you get to know yourself really the Mm -hmm. possibilities for you are endless the the i mean honestly if you if you figure out what you are meant to do in this life not what you want to do but what you're meant to do Mm -hmm. which i I truly believe everyone has a purpose. When you find that and you know what to work towards, then you look at life totally differently just because you know that everyone is equal. No one is special. Everyone has trauma. Everyone Mm -hmm. has had success, right? Yeah. So you can look at someone and say, oh, well, look at, you know, I mean, I don't know if you um, ever looked into, like, Oprah's story, for example. She um, she failed a lot starting out. She had she, – she started from the bottom. She mm-hmm. had nothing, and she just worked her butt off and worked herself to the top. Now, I don't agree with everything she does, but I totally have respect for her from what – from the time that she started because she started with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, same with uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's English a success story like he was broke. A lot of actors start off broke and then they they
0: You don't think about that think about like how happy Jim Carrey looks.
1: I know, right? It's weird. It's so weird like and I I'm not saying that Jim Carrey I'm not saying either one of these are perfect. Like they've right, definitely right. had their controversies, but what I'm saying is you are no different than Oprah or Jim Carrey. You are no different in your abilities they didn't do anything special they didn't have any connections they're not any more special than you are if they can do it so can you and that's what that's to me what really gives um one of the benefits of self-care to me is giving myself that inspiration knowing that because i love myself and because i know myself i can do anything and that's the feeling we have when we're children right when we're children, we think we can do anything we want because we believe it. You know I remember there was times where I thought I could fly because if I just mm-hmm. believed enough or I could be a mermaid you know, <laughs> you know? Um, I know that you know that kind of stuff isn't possible, but I'm saying anything physically possible, anything anyone else has done, you can still do that. And I feel like a lot of a lot of us sadly, the older we get and the more logical and practical we get, from society and school and adults and other other kids and whatever we we get um, influenced by we lose that and I don't think we should ever should lose that you know wonderment and and um that self-belief in ourselves because we believe in ourselves so much when we're kids
0: absolutely and it's a shame that we we lose that especially you know um we lose this this like, we're special enough to be taken care of. And and that's really what I, I hear you saying, like, self-care is. Like, it's about reminding yourself of your value <clears throat> and giving yourself something to look forward to. You know, I love how you said, like, you, you do, you know, you wake up in a better mood because you know, like, okay, the whole day might go down the drain, but I have these few things that make me feel better and that I'm going to practice. And so I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel like it's... All about the way you look at things, you know. The mm-hmm. classic saying, "The glass is either half full or half empty, depending right. on the way you look at it." You know, it's all about pers. It's a, a lot has to do with perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like reminding yourself of the perspective that you know you are worthy enough to take those five minutes for yourself, take that hour, take that day for yourself, no matter what that self care looks like. And so, thank you for all these reminders and and if there were any last words that you would share with the the listeners, what would you like them to know? Well,
1: I would love um everyone that's listening to know that it's never too late and it's and, and, and you're worth, you know, you're you're worth being treated with respect and being treated with love. And I'm sorry for whatever situation you're in that made you think otherwise because Mm-mm. Everyone deserves that. That's something that we shouldn't have to earn. Mm. Being content and being comfortable and being content in our own skin and and being respected and being loved is our birthright as humans. We should never have to earn it, or we should never have. And no one is better than anyone else, no matter how much money they have, no matter what their title is. No one is better than anyone else that thinks that they're better than them. Let them let them think that, but you, but but still know that you are no less important than they are, and that even though there's all these problems going on, like we mentioned earlier, that there's always something going on. There's always something that's worse than your problems, and you sometimes think, well, why am I, you know, worrying about my problems when all this is going on? Mm-hmm. Don't think that because your feelings are valid and your problems are valid, just because there is. Um, more going on. Your feelings and your problems are valid. And also remember that your thoughts are not your facts. You can change your thoughts and you can change your life.
0: I love that. And and I love that reminder that, you know, I think so much we, we tell ourselves we're not worthy of rest or we have to do this, right? Finish school or um, finish work or do do, you know, we put these expectations on rest and it's our birthright. You know, like I need X amount of money before I can rest. And yes, there's physical things that we need, but rest is also important. And without rest, we have physical problems, mental problems, There's, you know, and so just shifting that culture of, of rest and how everyone is deserving of that. I love that reminder.
1: Yes. I love it too. That's what I tell myself every day
0: fantastic and so sam please tell us how how can the listeners find you you know if they're interested in, in coaching how should they connect with you
1: yeah so i'm on instagram i'm um it's under uh, self s-e-l-f underscore care c-a-r-e underscore is i-i-s underscore love l-o-v-e so self-care is love with the underscore between each one um you can also email me at self-care is love no spaces 2020 at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to talk to you.
0: Fantastic. And listeners, if you missed that, it will be in the episode notes. So no worries there. And Sam, this is on to my last question, which is what is in your cup? And this is where I ask my guests and my listeners, what three things do you need to have a better day or a better week? And while you think of your answer, I'll give you mine. So okay. definitely after listening to this conversation, um, I, wa- I want to keep... Um, I, so listeners, I just came off a of vacation and so I'm like well-rested and peaceful and like just in this self-care mode. And so I, I want to keep my cup full of rest, you know, always making sure that I'm I'm not overextending myself to the point of exhaustion, um, not waiting to that point, but having a mindset of rest. Um, I want to have peace. I want to keep peace in my cup. And wellness, just the idea of wellness, whether that's mental wellness, spiritual wellness, um, physical wellness, but just really cultivating wellness in my life. Um, so that's what I need. Rest, peace, and wellness. What about you, Sam? I love
1: those. Um, yeah, I would say for me for me, I need intent, I need more um Discipline, because I I need to stay t- more focused. So I I definitely need more disciplined in my life. I feel like I've done a little bit too much self care li- recently, so I need to get back to being a little bit more disciplined, which is which is fine. I also need um a little bit more inspiration. I need to do things on a on a daily basis that inspire me more to mm. be able to to do. To, to create change because I have to remember that what I'm doing now is not just about doing a job it's about changing my lives and I need to I need to keep that focus That is it's not about just doing a job anymore so inspiration is definitely a big thing uh, the last thing I'll say is I need more books mm. I need to read more I have a goal of reading uh, uh, more I definitely have um, a lot of books that I do need to read. And so I want to get back into that as, as much as I can. And so, uh, this week I would love to get back on track with, uh, being more disciplined by schedule and being inspired and reading more books.
0: I love your cup. I love, 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 love your cup. <laughs> and, um, I love that, you know, that even self-care and, you know, has to be done in moderation and just the humanity of like reminding us, like, you're a human. I think sometimes we think like when we see people and they use their platform, we forget that they're human. <laughs> and so I appreciate that reminder of like, we're all figuring out this thing called life and like, we get it right. And sometimes we, <laughs> we get off right. track. So I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Liz, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, thank you. And please do not be a stranger to coffee and combos and please come back. Anytime you have any updates with your coaching Um, I would love to have you back on
1: yes I would love to be back on too